Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz, and I am excited to announce today that we're doing another Shopkeeper Story Series, but this time it's a little bit different, and this is the last set of stories that I will do in 2021. But the next four episodes, I will be interviewing members of the Shopkeeper's Lab. And people often ask me, what's the difference between the Shopkeepers Lab and Master Shopkeepers? And the Shopkeepers Lab is actually open to all kinds of retailers. I always say retail has evolved a lot over the past decade. Not everyone owns a brick and mortar store, but retail is often retail. We share a lot of the similar paths. It's easy for me to share information that applies to all kinds of retailers And I found that I didn't want to exclude one set of retailers over the others. So the Shopkeepers Lab serves all kinds of retailers. You might have an e-commerce store where you sell apparel, or you might make make your own items and sell them in an online shop. And what's interesting is all of the the shopkeepers that I'm interviewing in this series, they make their own products and they are incredibly talented. And I wanted to have the conversations about this and about how they run their retail businesses because they have to market a little bit differently. And I want to make sure that I mention this. If you're a brick and mortar store owner and you listen to this and you're like, okay, I don't need to listen to this episode. Don't neglect listening to the next four episodes. I feel like these women that I'm going to interview, they're talented. They also run businesses and they might teach us something, especially about nurturing and building relationships with the makers that we buy from. So today I'm really happy to announce that the first interview is with Brittany Kepsalis. Kepsi, I messed it up again. Kepsalis. <laughs> Kepsalis, yeah. And then she really throws a zinger in with her business name and it's Colopsia Clay. Nailed it. Okay. I got that right. Brittany actually is a little bit of background on, on my relationship with Brittany. I think it was your mom that came in and started shopping at our store, the store I own with my sister in Lakewood, Ohio. And then Brittany started shopping her sister. When her sister's in town, she comes in shopping And Brittany also has an adorable daughter named Logan, who we adore. (laughs) She's a chatty Kathy, and I love hearing her talk. So that's how I originally met Brittany. And I'm really excited because I love your jewelry. I love everything you do. I think I love every single one of your posts. So, and, you know, we, we talked about this before before I started to press record today is I don't know your whole story. So why don't you start there? Like, how did you, how did you start making jewelry and how did your business become a business? So I have kind of always dabbled in any kind of art form I could get my hands on watercolor drawing. I was really into those like acrylic paint pours and stuff like that. And I never really do anything with it because it's always like a whole perfectionist, like a lot of pressure on myself. Nothing turns out the way it looks in my head kind of thing. So it's always just kind of been a hobby of mine, nothing more. And then this past January, (laughs) I tested positive for COVID and my only symptoms were like a headache for a few days and I lost my sense of taste and smell. 
And that was it. So I did my mandatory quarantine from work and I went back after 10 days and they gave me a questionnaire and they're like, is your, like, do you have any loss of taste or smell? And I like laughed and I was like, yeah, I do. Like that hasn't uh, come back yet. And they're like, okay, you got to get out <laughs> like, and don't come back until it, until your taste and smell are back because apparently it was like a class A symptom or something. So I ended up having to take a full month of unpaid leave off of work. (laughs) And like talking to my friends, I had a friend who lost her taste and smell for like six months. And I was like, okay, this is like out of control. I'm going stir crazy. I need something to do with my hands. And I kept seeing these polymer clay earrings on Etsy. And I was like, oh, that looks like it could be like fun. Like, I think it's something I would be good at. So I ordered like the dinkiest, cheapest polymer clay starter set from Amazon. It was like $16 and the clay was horrible. Looking back now, the clay was horrible. It was like staining my fingers, staining everything like awful. But I started to experiment with that and like I really enjoyed doing it. And I liked the first few pairs that I made. But because I ordered a starter kit, I had so much leftover clay that I was like, well, I could just like sell the ones I've made now and make room to make more. And so I threw them up on my Instagram stories, just on, you know, my personal page to my friends. Uh, and I, at, the, at the time I was selling them for like four or six dollars a pair, which is like funny now. And they sold People like were sending me the nicest messages about them. And I was getting like a lot of positive feedback. And so with the money that I got for those first few pairs, I was like, well, maybe I could get, you know, the better brand clay and maybe I could get better backings and maybe I could get this and that. And so I slowly just kind of started reinvesting anything I got into better materials. And I am just kind of a... I don't know the word for it. Like when I get going on something, like I just get going. And so this started in January. I was selling pairs in February. By March, I had registered my business with Ohio. I uh, I joined the lab. I created a website from scratch and started planning my summer events pretty much. (laughs) And that's brought us to where we are now. Yeah, that's incredible. I don't think I knew the whole story. For some reason, I thought you had been making jewelry out of clay for a couple of years. I had no idea that this started in January. Yeah. And I knew you were an action taker. I you you know you and I have had conversations about it, or I I might have messaged you and just said, wow, what everything, the pace that you're taking and the action that you're taking is incredible, but it's even more incredible now that I realize this started in January. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, I have so many questions. So the one thing that you mentioned is perfectionism and then not taking action because of that. How do you work through that now Because of course, we all hear the expression progress over perfection. And sometimes that sounds so cliche or you're like, yeah, yeah, but it's not good enough. So what do you do to work through that now? Um, A big help was that I feel like, like from the get-go, I feel like I found my thing, which helped a ton. And I think it helped that this came from a place of playing and having fun rather than like 
I need to make this thing that like people are going to see. And when they see it, they're going to have like judgments about it. And that kind of thing, I guess, is really a mindset shift. I would say I became less focused on what people's opinion of the result would be and more focused on did I have fun making it? Do I like the way it looks? Is there someone out there in this world of 7 billion people that is going to like this pair of earrings? Like, yes, probably. So it's just a big shift in the way that I was approaching it. Yeah, no, I love that you said that because I think sometimes taking action, not, I don't think, I know this is the case, taking action when our mindset is in the right place or when we feel really good about something, it's just so much easier easier. than when you're stuck in your head about it or you're questioning it. So I think that's a great point. So what were some of the things, especially for someone who might just be starting to to get creative or they're starting to dabble in being an artist themselves and want to turn it into a business? Like what were the the five things that you did, like naming your business or grabbing the URL or anything like that? What were the like the first five things you were like, okay, I want to turn this into a legitimate business. These are some of the things I have to do just offhand. So off the top of my head, the first thing I did was make a logo because that is where all the fun is, Um, which I know it's kind of backwards. I know a lot of people say like, don't make your logo until you have your brand, because like if you ever need to, like if your brand develops in a way that like doesn't match up with that first logo you made, you have to rebrand everything, rebrand your business cards, rebrand your whatever is branded. And so with that in mind, I just I made my logo first. I kept it very simple with this being like my own kind of artistic outlet. I just kind of went with my aesthetic because that's never going to change. Like it's, it's a really simple logo. Uh, So I did my logo first from there. I made my Instagram page so that I could just start like posting and listing for the friends who followed me on my personal page and enjoyed the earrings From there, I registered with Ohio just to make sure that I had my bases covered uh, because I was like, well, technically I've already sold pairs. I don't know if that's like illegal (laughs) to do it without like any kind of business license or, you know, whatever. From there, I launched my website, which I used Shopify and I like cannot recommend Shopify enough if you are a person building a website for the first time. And then after that, it was my main focus was marketing. Mm, Awesome. And how did you come up with your name? So it's funny. I was actually, I was going to be honeycomb clay to begin with for no real reason. Like I just liked the way it sounded and I thought it was cute, but I checked on Instagram. I put honeycomb clay and there's like a million honeycomb clays. Uh, So I wanted something that wasn't used in a clay earring business. And so I just kind of went back to, I guess my, my Greek roots. And I was looking through like Greek vocabulary words and all of their meanings. And I stumbled upon Calopsia and it caught my eye because it's so close to my last name. And the meaning of it is like what stuck me to it. And it's the condition of seeing beauty where there isn't. And I feel like I'm a person who kind of sees the world through rose tinted glasses and that kind of thing. And so it all just kind of came together, like without me forcing anything, um, which was really nice. I love it. I love that it means something to you. And then it comes from your Greek roots, like the whole entire thing. And that the word has a special meaning and that it is unique. 
Um, and I, I do agree. I feel that's the one thing that's like, you're just so pleasant to speak with. You're always very happy and cheerful and positive and optimistic. So I feel like the name is really fitting. So then let's shift over what, you know, the one question that I do have for you is when did you, or did, have you opened a business bank account? Was there a time during that process where you opened a business bank account to keep all of your finances separate from personal? So I have really muddied that up. I have, I actually, I have the woman's number from charter one, I want to say, because I am planning on opening a business bank account. I've just been dipping into my personal so much before opening that, that I'm kind of trying to replace what I've taken out before I separate, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I would say start separating now. now. You can, yeah, you could always, not that we're going to turn this into a coaching call, <laughs> but you could always go back and start to re reimburse yourself for those initial investments. But I think what's more important is that you start to separate those finances now. And the reason I recommend that is so you can have a really clear picture of your business. So yeah. just a suggestion, but sense. I do find a lot of the makers when they're first starting out, um, I think one of the interviews I have coming up in the future, she's probably going to avoid this conversation with me because she'll <laughs> say the same thing. She'll say like, I know you told me and I haven't done yeah. it yet. I think, you know, it happens. I get it. You know, it ha even happens with the brick and mortar retailers, particularly mm -hmm. when we first out at first start, I think it's common, but I yeah. can't convey it enough how important it is to separate it. You don't see how important it is until you run like that first profit and loss statement, and then you go, Oh, this yeah. is why it's important. So just, just a thought. Now I want to shift and talk about the marketing. Cause this is one of the things that impressed me the most about you. So Brittany obviously is local in the area that I'm in. She shops at a lot of the businesses and stores that I shop at. We follow a lot of the same Instagram accounts, the local people, the local businesses. And the one thing that really impressed me was your marketing or is your marketing effort and how quickly you just started to connect with some of the local businesses and you, and I don't want to give it all away, but like, essentially all of a sudden I saw Brittany popping up at this business and this business and she was everywhere. And I thought, wow. So I would love for you to share your experience there and how you did that. Cause I am sure there are makers that are going to be listening to this that are afraid to make those connections. And I can't speak enough about collaborations and networking. So I want to hear what you did and how did you take, you know, how did you run with that? Yeah. So this, I, I think this is something that we were actually going to talk about towards the end, but in the lab, your module about wholesaling pretty much for like in the maker's module completely opened my eyes to like the possibilities of this, like I, in my, I had like a five-year plan and my five-year plan was one of the things I wanted was to be in a retail location. Cause I thought that that was this big unattainable, hard to get to thing. And I watched that and I 
thought to myself, oh, it's a normal thing. Like, that's what I'm supposed to do. And it just all kind of clicked with me there. So I went back, made sure that I could, you know, crank things out in batches, like make sure that I could, you know, follow through with whatever it is I was trying to do. And from there, my first retail location is uh, Bruella's in Lakewood. Um, It's a coffee and crepe shop. And they also sell collectibles. And really all I did was I I knew that I had the inventory to back it up. I knew my skill set and what I could offer them. And I just DM'd the owner on Instagram. And I said, hi, I'm Brittany Capsalis. I own a local handcrafted jewelry line. I love the wall in your guys' store. And so if you'd like a custom line of earrings to match that, let me know. And he was like, uh, yes, please. And so that's, that's how that went. <laughs> okay. See, I had no idea about that too. I, when I saw that happen, I thought, oh, that's, that's awesome. I'm so glad they knew each other. And he probably asked her because he saw what she was doing. I had no idea that that was essentially a cold call. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one was a cold call. So why don't you, why don't you just share some of the collaborations you did? Cause I have more questions here, but I want people to understand how many places you've popped up at or collaborated with. So there was Bruella's. I did a custom line of earrings for the owners of Refill Goodness. I just turned their logo into earrings and they, the owners have a pair and they give them to their employees too. And I worked an event with them at the Lakewood Truck Park and they were all wearing them. And so when people would come up and be like, oh, I love your earrings. They're like, it's actually from that girl right there. (laughs) Uh, So that was a lot of fun. I've popped up twice now at Better World Refill Shop, which just rebranded to Little Spark Refill Shop. And that's, that's one that I love doing. I got in another retail location called Nellie and Babs Boutique over in Broadview Heights. And, and you're participating in market events. Like you're yeah, actually having yeah, market events. and selling at market events. So you yeah. just, just get online and find them all and just send in an application to participate. Some of them. Yes. There's a few that I've applied for that aren't hap- like that. Haven't, I haven't heard back from yet. But those are the ones that I actually put in an application for. Uh, Better World Refill Shop, when I did their pop-up, the owner, Rachel, was just looking for small businesses, local businesses to come in and do it. And I was one of them that she reached out to. Same thing with the Lakewood Truck Park. I made those custom earrings for Refill Goodness. They reached out and asked if I wanted to vend an event for them at the Lakewood Truck Park. Hmm. A girl who I made a custom pair for reached out to me and asked if I wanted to vend her art show that was at Negative Space Art Gallery in Cleveland last weekend. I've got, I don't know if you are familiar with Woman Up Cleveland. No. So it's a group of three girls who like their whole goal is to bring together different local women business owners and just create events that are empowering and uplifting and all that good stuff. And they reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be a part of their first event, which is this Sunday, I believe, July 11th at the Ariel International Center downtown. Okay. Um, So it's really, I would say it all kind of stems back to social media. And it sounds like word of mouth and one event or one collaboration with a business owner leads to another. Yeah. And that's, what's been so great. I think it's a combination of word of mouth 
which yeah. we shouldn't underestimate Definitely. and your willingness to just reach out. It's all been impressive to watch. I can't even begin to say it enough. I know I said that to you on a couple of occasions before. It's just, it's interesting to see someone have enough faith in themselves and their craft and their art. And even then, like, I remember you saying like, listen, my stuff isn't perfect, but I'm going to move forward with it. And people love it. And if that one earring or that pair of earrings isn't perfect, they still love it. And that's what matters. Yeah. So I just, again, can't speak enough about the amount of action you've taken in such a short period of time. So I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned the lab again. I had no idea yeah. that you watched or read any of the content in the makers oh, module. module. <laughs> Start to finish in maybe like two or three days. <laughs> There's there there are a lot of resources and lessons in there and I'm glad I'm glad that helped you. So yeah. what are some of the other like resources that you used in the lab that you can think of whether it was like a downloadable tool or a video lesson? So I would say that the wholesale part of the makers module was absolutely priceless. Like that was my first like major breakthrough tool. The other ones are the mindset modules. Because I really struggled with mindset in the beginning of this. Like I was doing it. I was, you know, going through with what I wanted to go through with, but I was like an anxious mess doing it. You know, I would see all of these Instagram pages of these beautiful clay earrings. And it was such a popular thing when I like just a few months ago. And so I'd be like constantly comparing myself to those, like just thinking that there's like too much competition out there for me to like make a dent in this, in this like field, I guess, you know, worried about reinvesting money and worried about, you know, all of those, all of those different things that I think we all worry about. And just knowing that we all worry about them, like that in itself was so helpful, like that this isn't a unique situation for me. Like I'm not the only person who doesn't know what I'm doing kind of thing that like, we're all figuring it out. We're all learning. We all have those changes that we can make in our mindset. That was so incredibly helpful. And it's something that like, I reach for constantly still, like I've, I've watched the modules and I'm still going back and watching them again. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause the mindset module, there are some really incredible less video lessons in there yeah. with some of the experts that I've brought in. And I hear that from other group members too, who say they go back and they watch those or they rewatch them. And I can't agree more. We all have it. I actually just got off a phone call with the person that I have connected with at Honeycomb Credit. They're currently a sponsor of the podcast. And she used the words head trash. <laughs> I thought, I yes, love <laughs> we all have it. We yeah. all have it as entrepreneurs, whether it's imposter syndrome, like all of the things we all experience it. Most of us do. So for some of us, it's harder than others, but yes, that mindset module, I shouldn't underestimate the power in that module. So I'm glad you mentioned it. And your guys' Facebook Live, you and Sarah Nemechek. Yeah. That Facebook Live was a big, a big help for me too. I'm glad you said that too. I, I again, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. Sarah Nemechek, I've mentioned her quite a bit on the podcast. She owns WE Profit Foundry. 
in the shopkeeper's lab, I also go in and teach. It's supposed to be a 30 minute live lesson every month. I usually go over because I become a chatty Kathy and I can't stop talking. (laughs) And on occasion, I'll bring in other experts or other people to come in and teach a class with me. And we did teach a class on mindset. We've you know, I, I partnered with my copywriter, Jamie of Jamie Lee Creative, and we did product descriptions. Yeah, I brought, that one was a big help. Yeah, I brought in um, Jacelyn, my virtual assistant, and we recently had a conversation about how retailers can work with virtual assistants because there's so many questions around that. So thank you for mentioning that. And I'm so happy to hear that that was helpful. So I feel like you probably have accomplished a lot of the things that you set in your five-year plan, I could be wrong. And if you have, then what's your new plan? Like what's your new plan moving forward? And I don't expect a five-year plan. I'm actually impressed that you had that already laid out. Well, what's your plan for the upcoming year? And have you accomplished a lot of the things in that five-year plan? So I have, like, I have accomplished a lot of the things that I had in my five-year plan. I think just being inexperienced, I thought certain things were going to take five years that did not so I got into multiple retail locations. I hit my sales goal that I wanted to hit. I introduced home decor and my collection, and I'm starting to get into metal jewelry, like silversmithing to bring that in as well. So in my next five-year plan, um, wholesaling is going to be a major focus for me. I would like to kind of wholesale across the country, just to different businesses. I think that that would be awesome. (laughs) Um, And so that's where a lot of my focus is lying with right now is just kind of testing my limits as far as inventory and like perfecting my line sheet and all of that good stuff. Production too. So, how was did you use the calculator in the lab? Because what happens is not every artist or maker can offer wholesale because maybe the their supplies are too pricey or maybe the production time takes too long. How are you able to determine that wholesaling is actually a good model for your business? Because again, not everyone can offer that. So, really the calculator in the lab. (laughs) That's exactly how, um, that like really just, I'm not a numbers person. Um, I like mentally, like, like I, I don't do mental math. Well, if it's not on paper in front of me, it does not make sense. (laughs) Um, so having that calculator and actually being able to punch in, like, this is how long it takes me to make one pair. And this is how much it costs to make one pair. And laying it all out, like visually in a way really made it make sense for me. And so that was really, yeah. And I, and I like that you said that you knew after probably using the calculator, taking in whatever lessons you knew that you would have to batch, like almost, I don't want to say mass produce, but produce quickly in big quantities so that it financially makes sense for you. And that way you can pay yourself the retail store owner can, pro- you know, have their share of the profit, and that it wouldn't drain you in terms of time or money, you know, on supplies. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited for you. It's been really interesting to watch your journey. Again, I'm impressed. I probably said that ten times already. <laughs> I'm just so impressed with your growth. Some of your fearless 
action taking too. So many people would be afraid to do the things that you've done from cold calling to building a website. But you're an example of someone that shows it is possible. It's possible if you love what you do and you move forward with it and maybe you work on your mindset, watch those lessons. (laughs) There's so much progress that you can make if you're willing to do the work. So where can everyone find you? Because your earrings are gorgeous. I own some of your earrings. Where can people find you? How can they connect? And then where can people buy your earrings from? Okay. So uh, I can be found on Facebook or Instagram. Facebook is just Calopsia Clay. Oh, it's just my business name. Instagram is Calopsia.clay. And can you spell that for everyone? Yes. It's K-A-L-O-P-S-I-A dot clay, C-L-A-Y clay. (laughs) (laughs) And my website is just calopsiaclay.com. And that's where people can purchase earrings if, you know, they can't make it out to an event or that kind of thing. I also, I do at the moment take custom orders through Facebook messages or DMs. Like if you have an idea and you want to see it, shoot me a message. Like I I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And what if somebody's interested in wholesale? Do you have a wholesale page on your website or a form or should they DM you? So I am on Handshake through Shopify. So if you go onto my website, there's a link at the top, like a button that I embedded that will take you to my Handshake page. Nice. So they, so for those of you that don't know, Handshake is really similar to Fair and Tundra. It's an online wholesale platform. That one was created and obviously hosted by Shopify. So it's an easy place for the retail store owners who are listening. If you see Brittany's earrings and you love her work and you want to order some for your boutique, make sure you click on her Handshake link and place an order with her. Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time. I know, I mean, I'm sorry that that happened to you with COVID and I'm sorry that that happened to you with work and having an unpaid leave, but look at what it created. Yeah, I know. I I make jokes all the time. I say, thanks, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your story. Is there anything else that you want want to share with the makers out there who are listening to you? Any final suggestions or tips on building a business? I would really just say, the, my biggest piece of advice, I guess, is just to remember, like, there are 7 billion people in this world. Someone out there is going to love what you make and just go for it. Perfect way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple. Let's not complicate yeah. it, right? Don't yeah, complicate no. it. If Do you want to wholesale it, wholesale it, yeah. you know? Thank you again, Brittany. I really appreciate it. I will see you in the lab. I will see you in my store, hopefully. Still. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Come bring Logan for a visit. I will. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.